This is the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Padman, from the Bay to L.A. and beyond. You should see the face that I make when I say that. I, I think it's hilarious. I, I can't see my face. Well, now I can see it now because I'm looking at the reflection on the phone. I am uh, I'm in Oakland. I'm in Oakland today. I'm actually, uh, I stopped to uh, drop moms off some food. Turns out she had had a great lunch, but it's not like she's going to turn down some food. So <laughs> she had a double whammy of, of food today. Um, and uh, I wasn't going to get anything, but I, I went riding down uh, Telegraph, um, Telegraph Avenue in the uh, what they call Timiskau area of uh, North Oakland and uh, I saw a sign saw a sign I said uh, half off of pizza on Tuesdays and I pulled out my phone I was like wait it's Tuesday it is Tuesday well I guess I'm gonna have to have pizza <laughs> can't pass up you know half the price for pizza you know, eat some now, eat some later, eat some in the midnight hour when it's cold. Uh, I'm, or just room temperature, not cold. I can't eat cold pizza. That give you gas. Um, yeah, so stumbled up on a, another Mountain Mountain Mike's Pizza. Mountain Mike's seem to be dominating the Bay Area. I've, I'd never heard of these guys uh, before. Um, but uh, they make they make really good pizza. It's really, really really good satisfying pizza while I was on telegraph I was I was having a flashback of uh, a pizza spot I think it's now taken over by someone else I'm not sure if that other pizza spot is is even there anymore but um, when I was in junior high Carter Carter Middle School uh, these two Italian dudes uh, Moved into the neighborhood and they they opened up a pizza place and uh, thank God for us kids, children, people because um, their pizza was <laughs> their pizza was pretty good. It was pretty good and uh, I think it was like a dollar a slice or something like that or a buck twenty five for pepperoni, buck fifty for or a buck for cheese and. You can get a drink. You could you could act you can actually have a good decent lunch for for about two bucks, you know. And these guys are serving the community and and uh, the pizza was pretty good. So I was having that flashback because I think around the time around the time, you know, I just was looking to work. I needed to make my own money. Um, things that I wanted, things that I needed, and, you know, uh, try to work in the neighborhood, try to, you know, cut people's grass or whatever to uh, make some money, and, um, you know, to no avail. I wasn't like my brother. My brother was like a crazy hustler, man. He would, but he, he lied. <laughs> he just lied about everything. He just went along with, you know, her cousin was talking about that, how we were, uh, my brother met this, met this dude, uh, he had a white van, 
He's a uh, brother, and um, he had a he had us selling candy. I'm not sure how my brother found this guy, but um, he met my mom. He came in to meet my mom, and uh, just said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I I have this candy, and and we go door to door, and I make sure you know I take care of these guys and." bring them back and, you know, put a little money in their pocket. And uh, my brother, he was killing the game, just killing the game because he had the gift of gab. I I didn't have the gift of gab. I never had the gift of gab. It's probably the most talking I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And uh, but not only did he have the gift of gab, he had the gift of uh, lying, I mean, you you would looking at this guy and and his and his and his and his stories. He was good. He was good. So you know, he would sell out. You know, we we all start off with a box of candy, and by the time we were done, this guy would he would sell. He would sell out, and then he would start again. So he got early early hustling practice. And um, I just didn't pick up that skill. I, I remained the creative, um, quiet to myself, loner kid that was just dealing with life and just trying to figure things out for myself. I went to adults. I remember going to adults and asking questions. They, I, I wasn't satisfied with the answers I was receiving so I would just hang out in the library and read books <laughs> read books until until it's almost dark and I come home and that was my life right now I'm sitting on uh, the stairs of my old high school uh, Oakland Tech Oakland Technical High School some really uh, interesting memories here our first year, it's like our first year that I think it was like 80, 84, 85. Uh, the first year, um, I remember watching the news because uh, Oakland Public Schools were preparing to strike. And um, as a kid, what do I know about a strike? I just know they were saying no school, no teachers. Don't cross the picket line, blah, 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 blah. That didn't mean much to a lot of parents or parents who worked or, you know, uh, needed their kids in school and whatnot. Um, so they encouraged, like, you know, parents to hey, send, please send your kids to school. Um, we have substitutes and everything is fine. Everything was not fine. It was not, everything was not fine. It wasn't fine. I remember, so here's the thing. The strike lasted from, I think it started before September, you know, because they were negotiating in August. That much I remember. They were negotiating in August to avoid a strike. And come September, they couldn't meet the demand of the teachers and all the teachers are out striking. Um, they had their banners and that lasted for God knows how long. Uh, 
Well, God knows and I knows. It lasted for half a school year, half a semester. When uh, things finally, um, I guess they, negotiations went great uh, or went in their favor. Um, school resumed, school resumed everywhere. Uh, and when June came about and I was wondering, I was like, you know, we missed out on the entire year of proper learning. My first year of high school, I wonder what they are going to do. I'll tell you exactly what they did. They, I mean, Oakland Public Schools, um, everybody passed. If you're a senior, get out of here. You graduate, get, get out of here. Uh, if you're going to the next grade, which for me, I was going to the 10th grade. You went to the 10th grade. No questions asked. And I remember just sitting there like, what is this, man? What what exactly is school? What is this system? How are you going to pass? How are you going to pass so many students across the entire public school system for a whole school year? Because the substitutes, God bless them, man. God bless them all. Because they were dealing with some disruption and some nonsense like I'd never seen before. Um, it's one substitute, you know, other kids weren't in different classes, so they would just follow him around because he was playing movies. He was showing movies in different rooms. Um, that's that's how much I remember about that that part of the strike. So when so when uh, school finally resumed, things appeared to be uh, back in order. Um, uh, disruption in the schools were met with violence. Uh, one of my schoolmates uh, uh, from my Spanish class, uh, he got killed point blank by another student um, in the classroom. Um, I wasn't in the classroom. I was actually heading that way um, and I just remember a bunch of kids just running running what happened oh Dre got shot Dre got shot <clears throat> I'm like what and then they they got us all out of school I, I it's a it's a it's a blurry vision what happened after that but it was scary it was it was really really scary um, turns out uh, the day before, uh, he lost a bas or he won a basketball game to another guy, and the other guy came back to the school and killed him, um, point blank in his chest. And he was um, he was uh, the boyfriend of someone I I knew from you know elementary school and then junior high and then high school. And that was her boyfriend, and I just remember her just. Just being torn to pieces, just uncontrollably crying, and there's a lot of people just crying and crying and wailing, and teachers distraught. It was really, really <clears throat> being back here uh, in Oakland. There's a lot of memories that are being triggered by, um, you know, just walking 
down the street in different areas or on my bike and just remembering how how crazy it was. And now here we are in 2021, 30 near nearly 30 years later, and um, this place is quiet. <laughs> There's no cars. Uh, speeding down the uh, the one street. There's this long street. I think this is 42nd or 40, 40, 43rd. Not sure. Anyway, uh, the speed bumps came about after a while in a lot of streets because uh, you know students and and non-students you know cats that were out of way out of school you know would be in their cars uh, blasting too short or blasting whoever uh, the latest uh, rap music was and it would be loud and rattling and uh, they'd be speeding down the street hitting donuts just it was just a madhouse and and through all that they they expected you to learn they expected you to ignore it I guess I I never received counseling uh it never was offered if it was I don't remember it or I don't remember it being offered I don't remember anything that was um, that could have been uh, healthy for the students. Um, yeah, it was just really, really dark times. I didn't have a, I, I didn't really have a, I was a loner and I, I wasn't, I, though I know, I knew everybody, everybody knew me. Uh, mostly they knew me because my brother was a menace, a menace to society. They made movies about this guy. Um, or, you know, not him in particular, but, you know, the young, young urban youth uh, going wild with guns and drugs and drive-bys and unnecessary violence and nonsense. And, um, you know, nobody ever messed with me. But when I once I reached, uh, you know, um, the age where I could work, um, that was like the 11th grade. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I remember talking to my counselor and she said, I told her, you know, I'd be working. And she said, I, I said, someone mentioned that I could get credit for working. Like I, I could get, I could receive the same credits if I work. And she said, yeah, absolutely. So I, so for uh, my last two classes, you know, after lunch, I was gone. I could, I could leave, I could roam. I could hang out if I wanted to. I didn't have to be to work till like three. But it it took me it would take me about an hour on the bus to to get to Berkeley from Oakland. And you know, that's when I'd spent the time exploring um, all the cities, you know, Berkeley, Albany, El Cerrito. Sometimes I would just, you know, ride and just observe outside of um my own neighborhood and um, after after high school after high school uh, I wasn't really crazy about 
college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to tell the truth. Uh, I could do anything at the time. I was, I was, I was a musician. Um, I had, um, I had quite a few pianos, uh, electronic pianos, Casio, but I didn't, it's not that I didn't see a future in it. It's just that I didn't have any, anybody, any partners, you know, like I'd see a lot of these hip hop documentaries and it's always a group of guys and, and, uh, but I, I didn't really have anybody that, you know, supported what I was doing or, or whatnot. So I just kind of was like, you know, let me just figure things out. You know, I can always work. I got, I have those skills now. I have management. I have management skills at the age of 16, you know, uh, first three months on, on the job at McDonald's. That was my first job. And, uh, first three months, I mean, I was killing it. I was killing the game because one, I was, I was very interested in, Hey boy, another dog. Uh, I was, I was interested in working. You know, I didn't listen to people around me, folks. Oh, you gonna work for the white man. I gonna work for the white man. Oh, I don't work for the white man. It's all that talk. And I'm like, um, I'm working for myself. You know, I like to cook and this is easy for me, you know, so, you know, I work a few hours, do my studying, go to sleep, wake up, do it again and come the weekends. Yo, um, my money is my money and helped out moms where I, when I could and, and, and bought whatever I wanted. And so that's how that went. If I if I, I feel like if I wasn't so distraught and disrupted by um, the surrounding environment, I would have had the notion to. Because when you don't have money and you finally get it, you know, as a kid, you're like, "What?" People save your money, save your money, save my money. I, I barely have any money. What was it to save? What, what am I saving? How's it worked out for you? <laughs> you know. Uh, but if you know. If my older self had, had approached me and be like, yo, you know what? This is what you do. This is what you do. Now you got the work thing down. People like you, you like people. It's all good. Use that to your advantage. But here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna save every single dime. Because by the time you turn 18, you're gonna have enough money to get a car and move anywhere you want to. Get a place, you know, in two years you can build up your credit or whatever the hell you need to do, but you will have your own money <clears throat> to do whatever you want to. And I recommend that you travel and go get a passport first and just explore. That's what my older self would have said coming back to me because that would have opened up Pandora's box because there was no one around me that I could be inspired to do things like travel or start my own business. It was a lot of negative talk, a lot of, you know, do what we do. Don't don't do what we don't do and and you know, work for people and and you know, working is good. Work work builds character. It was like what after what, what do you do after that? Well, what's after that? How do I get a house? Never even thought in a million years that I could buy a house or own a house or be a property owner. It, it just didn't enter my mind. I grew up in apartments. Um, a house was just big life for me. Um, now as I'm riding around, riding around on my bicycle and I see all these really nice homes and 
homes I used to walk by as a as a kid, um, homes that were owned by uh, you know a lot of my friends uh, stayed in those homes. Um, a, a lot the neighborhood has changed dramatically over the years. A lot of those, a lot of folks, you know, either I guess they either died. Uh, they didn't have the education to keep the house, uh, lost the house because there was a lot of there was a lot of violence. When I say violence, there was like a shooting every day. Somebody, some somebody was getting killed and it was just it was just terrible. So in, in saying that, you know, I why would you buy a house in a in a in a town where, you know, it's just it's just not fun. It's not fun. Like life isn't fun. Why 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 would you do that? But if my older self came to me and said, "Yo, screw everybody. Look out for yourself cuz my father wasn't around. No one was around to actually have a talk with me to be mm. Uh, the older, the, uh, the, uh, I'm going to say this, the ones that did talk much and the, the teachers were awesome. The teachers are awesome. But how do you talk about family life? How do you even talk about violence? How do you talk about these things? It wasn't like we had a counseling sessions where students can actually go in a room and talk with parents and, 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 and staff, you know, they just like, well, it's happening. Oh, just keep your heads up and graduate. Make sure you get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but no one to say, hey, you know what? I know school was so disruptive and you just don't see the potential in it. Then, you know what? Travel, you know, uh, travel somewhere and, and help in another country somewhere. They could use your skills because the, uh, the only the other thing was like learn a trade or join the army. Now, here's the thing about that. I was in ROTC for a couple years uh, when I entered high school, inspired by my brother, who was in ROTC for like all four years in high school and went right in to the Army right after that. Uh, and then my uncles, they were in the Navy. My father, he was in the Army. I think his father was in the Army. My grandfather was Naval, Naval Supply. I'm not sure if he was ever in the Army or anything, uh, but military Military background, military family. I reached a point in my life during that time in ROTC. Uh, I remember going through the manual, you know, because we had a manual. It, it was basically ROTC is Reserve Officers Training Corps. And uh, basically it's, it's, it's preparing you for the Army, to go into the Army. And I thought maybe that was, that was what I was going to do until I got to the part in the manual where it was showing you about combat and how to take apart a gun and put it back together. Now, taking apart a gun and putting it back together, that was good because it was mechanics, electronics, love that part. But then I had a conscious thought at the time as I'm reading the manual, I remember it very vividly. And I'm like, war, kill? Why? I mean, who are we killing? Why are we killing people? Uh, and then I remember the sergeant responding. He's like, well, the enemy, like the enemy, who's the enemy? Uh, you know, anybody that wants to, you know, uh, uh, destroy the United States. You know, we got to we got to we got to stand our ground. We're one of the most powerful countries in the world. I said, yeah, but uh, 
I mean, there's got to be another way. We go around killing people. I mean, what, uh, thou should not kill. What happened to that? Well, son, you know, got that talk. So I remember going home that day and was like, yo, I'm, this isn't for me. I, I'm, I'm good. This isn't, nah, I'm, 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 I'm good. And I went to my, I went to my counselor like the next day and I, sh- I shared what I said, look, this ROTC thing, it's not going to work for me. I'm sorry. Is there, can I get into a gym class that works? And she's like, oh, sorry, all the classes are full. But we do have this one class that we're starting. Uh, you might be interested. I'm like, what is it? She's like, it's called Jazzercise. She's like, Jazzercise? What the hell is that? She's like, it was an experimental class. You know, it's, it's, it's taught by this lady, this little Filipino lady named Miss Kiyoki. I don't know how I remember her name, but it was Kiyoki. And uh, she was a little bitty, little tiny um, uh, Filipino lady. And she taught dance to the kids. And this was a new class. And I think what they wanted to do is integrate it with some guys in the class. Because it was all women. And they had leotards on. And 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 uh, I won't speak about what it smelled like and it was terrible it was terrible it was like can you guys open the windows in this joint my god <laughs> it, was, it was not good that oof so um i remember our our our, our uh exam was that we had to pick a song and it was like four of us and we it was the oddest couple it was i'm not the couple it was the oddest group of dudes because it was like one it was like me uh, this other cat, he was he was super nerdy. He wore glasses, but he's super cool. Uh, this other uh, guy, I went to. Uh, we knew each other from elementary and then junior high. We went to the same elementary, junior high, and it was this other guy who was. He was probably the only. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to mispronounce, but uh, his last name is Khan. So I I would say that he's uh, Middle Eastern. And it was just us four in this class. And, and, and I remember the guys used to walk by. He's like, dude, how did, how did you guys get in this class? Well, all these women right here. I mean, wh- what's going on? Because the women was like, they was loving us. And and um, we did our exam and we did. I made up the dance moves. I forget what song we danced to. It might have been Prince or something. Uh, Kiss. Um, but, you know, the ladies was rocking out to our dance moves. We all got an A. That was like the funnest. That was like the funnest ever. It didn't last. The next year, they they didn't keep it. They didn't keep the class. But I thought it was cool. So those are some of the memories from high school. My old high school. Um, I made good grades. I made uh, math wasn't my greatest um, I didn't do great in math, but you know, when I think about it, I'm like, well, how can I not do great in math? But I did, I, I never came up with a, I never came up with a, um, my drawer, my cash drawer would never came up short. Never, ever. I ended up getting, uh, employee of the month and being there, you know, after three months, um, I asked about being a manager. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm doing better than, 
everybody around here, yo, got I me mean, manager. Let's 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 do the manager. He's like, oh well, you know, yeah, technically, but you know, you gotta be 18. It's like you gotta be kidding me. I'm not sticking around here for two years. Because originally I didn't want to work at McDonald's. I, I went to work at Miller's Outpost, but I went to Miller's Outpost and there was a sister there. And she said, oh, we're only hiring people with experience. So come back, come back again some other time, kid. Get out of here. You bother me. So I was like, all right, great. Sister and I are going to help a brother out. That's that's messed up. So I went to Miller's. I went to McDonald's. My boy, uh, Reese, uh, talked to Doug. Doug got me the gig. Ah, when can you start, Pat? Ah, I can start right away. Can you work on Sundays? Absolutely. That way I wouldn't have to go to church. And, um... I was there for about a year, maybe a year and a half, and I went to Miller's Outpost, filled out an application, and it was a really nice lady. Uh, she was, uh, I think she was Chinese. I know she was Chinese. And she was really nice, super nice. I think her name is Kathy. And uh, she said, uh, I told her, I said, well, I, she said, yeah, you're hired. She's, I said, you know, I came, I, I would have been here maybe a year ago, but I came and this lady, you know, said she was only hiring people with experience and I have experience. And I was like, oh, how do you get experience? And she's like, really? I was here a year ago. I've been here for like three or four years. You know, the manager, I was like, she's like, who was it? I was like, oh, no, it was a, it was a black woman. And as soon as I said that, she came out from the employee area. I was like, it was that lady right there. She's the one told me. She told me that. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, sister wouldn't even help her brother out. It's messed up. That's how that went. True story. True story. Hey, I'm out of here. Pizza. I ate like half of my pizza. Got my vitamin water or my energy water. This has been great reflecting. (sighs) Time to move forward. For the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. Thanks for listening in and uh, keep your head up. Peace. Peace.